You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Getting tired of licking sandpaper all day? Discover new textures on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today are Sarah Fedlaufer. Hello. Andy Gorolczyk. Hey. Francesco Sidi. Hello. Pablo Vasquez. Hola. And I'm Hjalti Holmason. And here's your host, Francesco. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the Blender Institute podcast. So we are very excited because we just released Blendrig 5. So we just did this release and now we are sitting here to uh, do our podcast. It's, uh, it's really cool because uh, maybe you've been following in the previous uh, episodes, we've been talking about this and uh, uh, Blendrig is a, uh, a rigging tool set that is very powerful. It has been used for uh, feature films and uh, short films. It has been used in Cosmos Laundromat, for example. And uh, it's just an all-around very powerful tool that helps making characters and making uh, very sophisticated characters for uh, animation. And uh, after being in beta for a while, is now available to the public. And uh, there has been uh, uh, well, and we are we are really uh, we are really happy that it's uh, that is finally out. Uh, Juan Pablo has been working a lot to polish it. And uh, the source code is available on uh, online, so you can download it on the cloud if you remember. But it's also just out there. It's on a GitLab repository, and uh, the description you can find the link to this uh, uh, repository in the description of the project on the cloud. And uh, also on the cloud, you can find a very complete quick start document that explains how things work, how it's supposed to be used, and it's the the very beginning of a series of uh, more complete. <laughs> More complete, uh, uh, more complete uh, tutorials and more complete training on the topic of rigging. So I don't know if you guys uh, had the time to check it out, but uh, when I was publishing, I asked you if you if you could uh, maybe have a look. So do you have any impressions? What do you guys think about it? Animators, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, know, but, uh, I was I w busy. I didn't check it out. Well, outside. I mean, you've been using Blend Rig since forever. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cosmos, uh, Caminandes 2, mm -hmm. uh, Cosmos Laundromat, and Caminandes 3 has been used uh, previous versions of beta versions of Blend Rig. So at least maybe you can give your impressions on that. Yep. it's. Uh, I mean, it's really cool. Uh, there's so many characters now that within the kind of Blender repository um, that have been used in all these kind of short films. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, Coro. No, wait, coming on the second, it didn't use Blendrick. Mm, uh, it used the, the first version of Blendrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it the, was? Yeah, 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 with the face. Like, oh, uh, that's right. Yes, that's yeah. true. Sorry, I was confusing the old version of Coro. Yes. Oh, that's from coming on this one. Yeah, yeah, old yeah. school. Old school. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, um, it, it does, it has so many options that... Um, you have to kind of, you kind of have to go through it a little bit and and choose pick and choose a little bit what you want out of it, uh, so it doesn't get too heavy. But overall, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I would say uh, the same. It's really complete. So you have, uh, I think you can find everything you need. But yeah, it's important when you start, yeah, to to. Uh, make a selection of what you're going to use so you don't have overlapping because m there's many ways of moving the same part but with different controllers uh, so you have to, to choose and uh, but you can so that's awesome mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah and I think in the documentation you also explains a little bit this part which is 
indeed very very important. Yeah, the documentation is very complete. Well, I didn't read it all, but yeah. I how, look how at long look. Is it? It's like yeah, it's a quick quick guide, but it's thirty seven pages. Thirty seven pages. <laughs> it's very wow. quick though. No, it has a lot of images. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on how fast you scroll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I think the, the the power on Blendrig is that yeah, you can adapt it to any character, so you don't really. It's an auto auto rig auto skin system. Yeah. So I think that's that's the most powerful part that you can get any character you already have, and um, yeah, and you can try to fit put the Blendrig. Rig. Yeah. And uh, in the past, I've also seen uh, Juan Pablo making already for, for the past versions of Blendry. He made some documentation, like video documentations and uh, video instructions. And those are also very, very good. So that, that kind of content is also coming. And, uh, and that will also help getting, getting uh, people familiar with it. Because uh, at first, it can be quite intimidating. But uh, yeah, what's the difference uh, between Blendrig and, say, for example, uh, the Rigify tools in, in Blender? Like, is there a, uh, is there a striking difference, or? Well, I uh, mean, I, I know, for example, that Blendrig has all the facial controls, which Rigify doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's also one really powerful system, and then you get multiple layers of cartooniness yeah. and squash yeah. and stretch yeah, and bendiness. The, the the concept is the same, but it's just more complete. Um, like Rigify is, is just the bare basics for anything, which is nice also because you don't you maybe you just want to start with something. You don't want to have um, like auto IK, FK, and, and and like tune bones. But and it has. I mean, Rigify you can also have bendy bendy arms, bendy legs, and stuff like that. Can Switch make it more complex. FK also, you may, can make it even. Uh, Stick like uh, how do you say when you're in FK? Okay, okay. Snapping, you mean? Yeah, the switching that yeah. it, it yeah. will go snap. So it is quite complete too, I think. Uh, maybe not uh, not so many options, like a bit more raw, but uh, still uh, applicable for a lot of use, I think. I, I wonder. Uh, I mean, have have you have you checked out Rigify lately? Uh, I mean, it's not being updated, right? Well, that's Flexi Rig, right? Well, yeah, FlexiRig is based on Rigify, so yeah. yes. No, I was just wondering because um, I remember when Bjorn was was creating like one of the one of the characters for Glass Half, uh, I noticed that the shoulders, for example, the the pivot point was in a really weird position. It was at the end of the clavicle bone, um, which made no sense at all, uh, and it looked like that was just a default thing in Rigify. So I'm not sure if if that was just like. A, like a one-off instance of it being kind of weird. I or? don't know. Oh, okay, I haven't I haven't really played that much with Rigify myself. I, mm -hmm. I have used it applied, not I have not made a rig. Uh, yeah, yeah, with it from with scratch. it from scratch, so I yeah. couldn't answer. Yeah. Right. Mm, yeah. Well, this is uh, in the next weeks. We are going to keep an eye on it and Juan Pablo is going to keep updating this and uh, we hope that uh, people download it and try it out and uh, share what they yeah. do with it. Tell us what you think about it and uh, <laughs> if you create something cool, uh, definitely post it here. There is a character, right? Uh, the grandpa character is using that. Yeah. Oh, you mean the sexy grandpa? Mm. Sexy grandpa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the in a couple of screenshots that are available in the in the blog post, you can see there is a character used as example. That character is not yet available. The mesh is gonna be published, like I think, next week or so, because he's still fin finishing up and uh, he wants to uh, publish regularly content. So um, 
is not available yet, but that's going to probably be one of the first examples. Although he also said he was going to uh, make some documentation with a very basic, plain uh, humanoid character with very uh, vanilla proportions, just to explain the basics, and then see also how easily um, uh, the, the system can adapt to a more cartoony-looking character, because that is already uh, a big change. These characters are very large nose and uh, a skull with a very uh, cartoony shape, and mm. uh, you have to adapt all the facial features for that. So. Um, yeah, there are going to be both and probably more. Yeah, I think it's important that we have a vanilla, kind of a vanilla character. Even, uh, I think even if people want to play around a little bit with Victor from Cosmos Laundromat, I think he's already, uh, he's really slender and has these long limbs and, and kind of big hands. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's if people want to dive into, you know, doing some testing, rigging, or like animating with a um, humanoid rig, I think that's a little bit further in the deep pool. Yeah, I think it's it's good to have uh, you know something for to do like a little baby steps towards that complexity. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, now that you mention uh, Victor, which is not in the character library yet, uh, uh, today I was talking to Juan Pablo, and he is uh, applying the latest uh, blend rig to it. So then it will be available with the latest blend rig. Oh, so nice. it's going to be cool. very interesting. Coming soon. <laughs> All right, well, I think uh, maybe we can uh, move on to uh, the production status. So what's up in the Institute this uh, week? So Sarah, what have you been doing? So have been, I have been, uh, uh, well, animating uh, the sequence, the air sequence in uh, Caminandes, which is almost entire, entirely me, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this yeah, sequence, it is you. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah. So... Pretty much, I've been uh, doing almost one shot per day, <laughs> so it has because it's uh, uh, well almost my last week, so I'm like doing. <laughs> uh, I'm in, in uh, rush mode, crunch and time. Into, like crunch time, and uh, staying late and trying to get this done before I go. <laughs> so that's that. It's going, I think, well. Um, even though I have. Uh, one or two days. Uh, I'm a bit late, but uh, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> um, and other than that, well, Monday I spent uh, half a day uh, with a bug uh, that I was not able uh, to figure out, uh, uh, like with the flexi rig, specific to the flexi rig, but specific also to uh, here to the studio. Our builds of Blender make the flexi rig behave uh, strangely after after baking uh, and make it not usable. So I've been like talking with Campbell and talking with Sergey and we still haven't figured out what's happening. Somehow our uh, Blender build, which should be exactly the same as Master, is not. Yeah. And wow. we still don't know why. Yeah, from the from the conversation, it looked like that the problem is maybe not as much in the in the rig, but maybe it has to do with the way Blender works, right? At least no, no, no. It's it's no? Uh, it's actually a uh, so the discussion and the problem ah. is the Blender that you guys are building here. Mm. Yeah. We are. I'm also. Yeah, yeah, I so build it differently, so it's like our build here has a different thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That so it's, it's not like everybody will have it. It's, uh, no, no. So that's yeah. the conclusion. I like for now. It's not. It's not. Uh, uh, bad for the flexi rig because apparently it's only our blender that's messing up. Yeah. I was afraid it mm -hmm. was going to happen to other people, but uh, yeah. 
with master it seems to work fine and uh, i've been uh, spending uh, some time to uh, refine the ui and uh, yeah so it will be ready before i go so that's uh, a guarantee <laughs> <laughs> cool that's great so yeah i've been working uh well uh, i was working on this this sequence uh late last week that i started working on i think on thursday um and i had to kind of put that on hold a little bit to go and update the layout uh, there was one scene that we had that uh, we figured that if well, like we, it would be nice to have it but it wasn't 100 percent necessary for the story itself or the emotional beats it could be cranked down to only a couple of shots so we needed to test that uh, and see if that would still if the story it's would still feel completely functional and and we try uh, yeah i tried it and it seemed to work and everybody seems happy so i think we took six shots away something like that yes um yeah and just boiled it down to two shots that uh, got at i mean they of course they were lengthened by just a couple of seconds maybe but overall that was uh it was a pretty nice shave away from the edit um yeah and then now i've been returning to the the kind of complicated shot and I have been struggling a little bit with it, I must admit. Sarah's just whizzing by <laughs> and <laughs> animating so fast. And I'm over here in slow wheel, just... Uh, one shot, maybe. Yeah, exactly, one, one week. Shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What makes your shot so complicated? Um, it is a llama and a penguin holding a branch filled with berries, uh, grabbing the berries by both ends and and fighting each other and, and pulling the berries towards themselves again and again and then one of the berries gets squeezed they're on top of a moving cart on, on a moving cart that's i mean it's like there's so many variables and just setting up the shot was a, a bit of a headache um yeah and i had to take the branch full of berries and i had to take a half a day just to rig it so it could be used in this shot yeah, make we, it basically because it wasn't yeah. made. You you took a, the well, it was just a layout. Yeah, it was just a layout. Which you version. also made. You <laughs> <laughs> had to take the the, the high res yeah. berries, which is just a. It's yeah. it's a little funny, uh, like when you're doing that layout. You, it's it's kind of like when you're um, not drawing, but you're sketching, and everything's super fast. And 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 I I can't continuously get this sensation that I just have to get the information down on paper or you know in in the in the story reel. And Andy will make it awesome. Or, you know, like whoever is behind me will sprinkle the awesomeness on top. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I happen to be the one that like, oh, oh, oh I'm supposed to take, take my own pile of, of feces and <laughs> make it into a diamond. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they are pretty much that's my status. Great. Awesome. Pablo. Well, um, I've been at the beginning of the week. I've been getting in touch with uh, both uh, the the composer uh, Torin the, with uh, Sander, the sound design. Department. Just yeah, just to send updates. Uh, not not Monday because Monday we uh, um, we've been updating uh, the edit. So he already updated the layout shots, and I updated the edit. Added some. Um, 
cut a few parts. In total, I think we got like 10 seconds less or so. Yeah, so, so we're in yeah. 2 minutes 13 now. Uh, it's going to be pretty short, but it's an action-packed uh, mm -hmm. short movie, which is always good. And at the same time, adding the renders uh, that come from the farm and uh, setting up uh, shots. There was a shot that I started last week and got a bit delayed um, because it had way more effects than I expected, like uh, breaking pieces and stuff. So I needed to to take some time with that. I still have to to finish it. But uh, besides that, then we're working on the getting uh, copy pasting stuff, getting the stuff from Andy, yes. copy <laughs> and paste. And uh, we even managed to get a few features with the copy and paste too, because uh, it's uh, it, it's like a discovery for me. I, I knew that the the feature when it was added, like Don came from holidays and the first thing, hey, I made this and I haven't used it really in a while until now. Yeah, You can actually press control C on an object and somewhere else in a different blender, control V and it, the object magically appears there. <laughs> Who could have thought that? <laughs> yeah, but it only works for objects. Um, but yeah, uh, basically that is the fastest way to build the uh, environments and uh, yeah, building, building shots mainly. That's, uh, yeah. that's what I've been doing. Totally. And editing the weekly that also takes time, writing a blog post and tweeting and yeah, a bunch of little things. Cool. Yeah. Francesco, we, yeah, we really Andy. have to fly now because it's uh, one and a half weeks left. In yeah, but I mean, with schedule. with all the shows that we removed from well, all the shows, we well, like six, but uh, they had a lot of characters in them. So I think we saved a lot of time. Yeah. Um, the 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 shows that you are doing now are the most complex. So what we have left is not yeah. so much. It doesn't at least sound, sound also a, a, a good side product of. The, uh, the the shaving of the edit that you did is that it feels a lot more snappy and more to the point whereas before it felt like it was dragging off at the end and yeah uh, it was, was pretty no, sad yeah. sad and sad and sad which is okay a bit of sadness but this one went yeah. along for like half a short so yeah yeah it's like the first half was already so action-packed and then the second half just yeah. by comparison felt um yeah, a little bit drier. A little. I mean, of course, it's sad, but it's not. It had an ah uh, moment. Yeah, yeah, that's but... true. It's just it was a different. It was a change of pace. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as we decided that we wanted to cut something to make things shorter, or we wanted to, we, in the way the first part evolved, we arrived to that to the climatic point where there is this change of course in the narration, and that that thing was not there anymore. So. The, some of those shots were still there because of that. So there is always this problem that we try to pay attention to all the time, which is like legacy yeah. of what was there in the story reel before. And in our mind, it's still there. But then we go like, ah, what if we remove it? Because now maybe it doesn't, it's not needed anymore. And then it works. And uh, and that is yeah what the guys are saying, basically. That yeah, that's probably really a helps. problem that a lot of studios have. Totally, um, yeah, and they so, leave it and leave it and leave it. But yeah, like we, we've only spent maybe a couple of, I mean, a few weeks or whatever making, refining the story and doing doing a lot of like the, the kind of story editing and stuff like that. And, and we are having problems, but can you imagine where you have so many people for months and months and maybe a couple of years, years yeah. Yeah, yeah. developing well, a story. But you also have like test screenings where yeah. you get people from outside paid <laughs> to watch the movie <laughs> and give feedback. That way, here you don't. Great. Well, no. in a way, no, it's a, we, we have the weekly. We do that in the, the weekly yeah. Yeah. on Friday. So but it's usually like friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you so, guys are doing a great job. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's great. But yeah. 
still you get these blank stares sometimes. Yeah. 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 Ah, yeah. Oh, so uh, why is there a whale in the shot? Uh, no. <laughs> it's not a whale, no. <laughs> it was supposed to be... Uh, it's a train. Penguin, <laughs> a train. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, still, as Andy was saying, now we have uh, one and a half week, something like that. And uh, although even if we have a lot of uh, things to do, I think uh, everybody's confident that we can do it. One of my tasks for this week, so something I've been doing this week was uh, make sure that we have a solid plan. I did it last week as well. So going through the uh, breakdown of the movie with uh, everybody one by one and then in group and then trying to assign uh, assign every shot and every task so that uh, everybody feels confident that we can do it. And uh, we have a little bit of space for still making mistakes and dealing with problems. But last uh, week. Yeah, but I've been doing it also this week since we decided to cut six shots. Yeah, this week, so. but that was, yeah, that was Monday morning, the, the meeting with Tom that... Hey, we need to cut. All yeah. right. Otherwise, we'll <laughs> yeah. not finish. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have to extend an, another so, week. Yeah. So yeah. So that was uh, that. It was very interesting. But now, uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, it, it doesn't feel. It, it feels uh, doable. So it's good. Yeah, to, totally. it's, yeah. it's good to come at work and being like, okay, we have to work and uh, it's gonna get done. Not like we are not gonna sleep for two weeks. <laughs> so. It can happen. I mean, uh, we will still not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least, yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. So that will be uh, for something. We will actually finish. We'll finish <laughs> on time. Yeah. yeah, or like thinking that you have to sacrifice so many things yeah. and uh, and effects and render time, and render effects. Yeah. yeah, we're we're putting so much quality into this movie that uh, we we've never done it before. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we so have, it feels great. Yeah, there are some yeah. shots that you can afford to really send it to the farm, and uh, I mean, because we are lucky enough to have a good sponsorship that allows us to render. In you know. Yeah, but it's funny because you don't like want now, to name drop them. <laughs> <laughs> like render now we're street. two working render render staff, and uh, for Gooseberry, we were three, four, four, with, four people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, four working full time for months. What? What went wrong? Yeah, <laughs> the grass. Well, the, and the, the hair. grass, the particles, and the, the motion hair, blur, all the bugs and everything. And now we are doing stuff that I mean, at least on the rendering side. I don't know about the animation, but uh, we're doing uh, stuff that we've done before, yeah, so, so we know how to do it. We're also kind of doing it a bit more dirty, <laughs> if I can yes. say that. I mean, we're not creating a proper environment for the uh, entire movie. Um, we're just creating it on on a shot basis, which is uh, really fast. Uh, to set up for uh, like if you just get a new shot you can just quickly uh, um, append things and copy paste uh, your environment assets into it and then have it work um, with gooseberry it was slightly more complicated because there's that we were just confined to this one set with multiple camera angles yeah so uh, that was more difficult yeah but i think it was also like when Pablo was asking what what was different, I think something that was different was also the art direction, like in just the way it was done, like in uh, in Cosmos, because of that very minimalistic set where everything was happening uh, there and the interaction between the characters and on, and then the the only real big change that was actually a turning point of the story was the meteorological change because the light would change because of the tornado and stuff yeah. like that. That Matteo had to go through so many iterations before finding to what worked. Yeah, first it was gloomy, and, then and that's and even the island itself. <laughs> that at the beginning it was supposed to be more foggy yeah, and misty. Well, yeah. So 
that was a lot. And uh, in, instead here, it's been just uh, more more agile because... Yeah, the, here the... there's no art direction. He's like, it looks good, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Next. <laughs> really... yeah. In a way, in a way, yeah. It's a different, uh, it's just a different way. The films had different scopes uh, and uh, yeah. it's it's quite, quite different. But I think that was uh, one of the main points yeah, that's while a good point. it took so long to do. Yeah, and also we spent so much time doing the, the, the second, the jungle world and that that one really had the art direction like everything was okay the trees like this and the leaves are like this and then, mm. which ended up using a bit of it <laughs> but it's ready for the second episode yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy you didn't say what you really ah, ah. I was gonna hide um, <laughs> nope yeah well uh, I have been setting up shots uh, I'm working on the final uh, on the final sequence right now that's the last uh, bit of the movie where things happen Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> um but I can say what kind of environment it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so it's a it's a cliff. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a different cliff. It's a more happy cliff, but also something really sad happens there. Mm. So, um, but uh, of course, it's not really that sad. It's uh, more melodramatic. But um, yeah, so I've been setting up those shots. In total, that's uh, about four or five shots. And uh, I also, I've been taking the shots that Sarah had animating in the flying sequence and i just added some mountains and some environments in the background that we can uh, that sort of expand the world a little bit more and i've been setting up two of these shots and uh those are rendering almost final now uh they have a preview and i yeah. i actually sent one of them final now all right um, awesome. because i've been uh, copy pasting your stuff yeah because there are <laughs> many uh, shows that each the camera go back and forth though so uh, Andy can set up the environment, the lighting, and then I just copy paste. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I I really like the the pace we've established so far because uh, I I mainly have been making uh, environment assets and uh, rocks and plants and ground and snow and shaders and that kind of stuff, and you can just quickly combine that to uh, to get uh, the 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 staging of the shot right, and then I can go back to refine it. I mean, it's, uh, it works really quick. Yeah, I think we are doing a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Render team. Yay. <laughs> Fist bump. <laughs> so that's, uh, I think that's uh, what has been happening so far. It's only Wednesday. So we have still a couple of days to go. Yeah. And uh, it looks like it's, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, I think at this point we can move on. And uh, there are some questions that have been asked around on the YouTube comments for our weekly that we publish. Uh, we publish it on YouTube, we publish it on, on the Caminandes blog on the cloud, and also some comments from our uh, Blender Cloud subscribers. So we're going to have to, we're going to take a look at that and uh, have a chat. Yep. Um, so I'll start uh, with the Blender questions. Um, with the, the big question. <laughs> so, um, Antonio from Forgotten Fantasies um, has a controversial question. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so, why is Sarah the only woman in the Caminandes team? Sarah, it's me, in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, do you That's think... me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there are two Sarahs on the team. I never noticed. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Do you think that uh, there is a gap for women to get into 3D industry? Are there pretty the same women and men in the industry? If you perceive this unbalance, what are the causes and the solutions? So, 
well, of course there is imbalance. Uh, so wait, let's ask all our penises here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> I think it's pretty clear it's, that there is an imbalance. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's true. Well, and if if you've gone to any kind of a, a conference with graphic design or animation or anything like that, you always see this ratio going on. I think graphic design is is not so much, but three yeah. D animation, the more technical yeah. part, it's it's. Uh, and we are not doing that bad. I mean, technically, I'm representing twenty percent of the yeah. team, I mean, which is yeah. already a big percentage. Yes, yeah. <laughs> actually, compared to center part of the world. No, I've been uh, working uh, in animation in several countries. In uh, so in France and in Costa Rica and now here and stuff. And yeah, it's pretty much the same everywhere. Uh, we are a minority. Uh, why? Well, generally, I think it's it's uh, it's. I mean, it's just a cultural, like, uh, wom like uh, working woman uh, status is, it's quite um, recent. It's not like uh, it happened uh, so long ago. So yeah. women are only starting now to uh, to get into uh, typical... Uh, typically masculine jobs because there is this cultural thing that math and techniques and stuff is for men and even though this is completely wrong when you're raised uh, with that opinion because we have uh, like pre-made ideas in the way we are raised uh, a lot of women just don't even think about it as an option yeah that's it in, in a really broad sense I mean uh, what, 100 years ago, most countries in the Western world didn't allow women to vote. Uh, that's yeah. 100 years ago, that's nothing. I mean, that's even uh, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah imagine. Just, yeah. It's people yeah. older than, uh, yeah. than voting than democracy. And yeah, yeah. For women. But um, I have a question for you, Sarah. Is uh, how was it when you were uh, when you were in school? I know you attended a, a uh, in large, yeah. We were a third, yeah, uh, which was totally okay. The generation before they were way less, and the generation that came after us was half. Oh, so yeah, you could clearly see just uh, looking at the different generation how the ratio was changing. Yeah, that's great. So it's just uh, it's just a matter of time, and it also depends on the country. There are countries where there is still a lot of. Uh, um, how do you say uh, machismo? Machismo? Yeah. How do you say machismo? Yeah. Machism. Ma machism. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a word? Uh, it is now. Uh, including, <laughs> is. yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially in the tech uh, industry, I've read a lot of stuff um, about, well, I know in, in the States, it's also still a big problem. Um, women in the tech industry, they are, they are able to make it, but then they are in this workplace with so many men that don't have a single respect for what they think, or what they do, that they tend to just leave and do something yeah. else because mm -hmm. they don't want to live like that so it's 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 just a matter of changing the culture and that's yeah a, i guess the, the, res the respect that you get from other people and so it's a big factor yeah if you're not welcome in a um in a work environment then must be a big uh, yeah, yeah yeah and and for example for like you healthy and francesco did the animation mentor how was it because that's online mm. i mean if they don't respect you online that's a really good question. Wait, online, nobody knows you're a dog. Nobody knows you're a dog. Have you seen YouTube comments? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, no, that's a that's a really good question. I think I think the um, I, I studied computer science back in the day, and and the ratio was as you would assume, like it was like ten percent women or something, mm. 
Uh, then I went into multimedia design, and it was uh, in the beginning maybe third were females, and then they just steadily dropped for one reason or another. But then in animation mentor, I think I think the ratio was closer to fifty fifty. But yeah, but animation mentor is also amazing because the variety. Yeah. Of people, of course, you have a little bit of a. Th there is a. There is a. I mean, you know. It's I mean, besides men and women, <laughs> like <laughs> and the other kids, not not strictly, not strictly gender related, but also like you know, it was very interesting to see because uh, it's international, yeah, mm. and uh, you know, that different countries also have differences. So it was interesting to see that what, what Kat is saying it was pretty much balanced, but in so many countries too. So you yeah. would see really people, with, female and male, from almost any country in the world. Like the only limit for animation mentor was, I mean, of course, a certain level of income. But uh, besides that, uh, on, on that level, I think it was quite, uh, it was quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. Do uh, Sarah, do you mind if I ask you maybe one question? Because go you, ahead. Uh, you so you mentioned that you've worked in the kind of graphic design industry in many different countries. Yeah. Uh, so maybe without, you know. Going into specifics, like have you have you felt that uh, there were workplaces where you worked where there was a lot of that totally. machoism? No. What, was the, what was the word? Machism. Machism. Assholism. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well. Yes, totally. I have totally uh, experienced that several times. Wow. Uh, and it's uh, it's quite horrible because it's um, it's not something that you can that men don't see it, like. Mm. Uh, Around, like uh, if uh, I was uh, in office and it's just it's not all of them of course it's generally one or two that just decides that uh, that ignores you generally yeah just if there is a decision to take will not ask your opinion if you give your opinion it's like you talk to a wall mm. or what stuff like that and for it's really it's really strange and for the other men they don't perceive it because they are not the ones that are attacked yeah but and so you you don't know what to do because you feel you're like you're being paranoid but no it's really clear it's like uh just you're there you're working there but uh, don't uh, don't raise your voice too high because uh, your opinion doesn't matter so wow. it's uh, yeah. yeah that's it's, the worst if people don't realize it i mean they are they've been raised like that and they don't, they don't try to be mean, I guess. They just, they, they are mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But uh, thankfully, not in too many places. But when it happens, I, <laughs> it, I, I, it makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me mad. Ouch. <laughs> I generally end up yelling. <laughs> so then they hear you in the end. Yes. <laughs> And then they take off their headphones. What? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as in, uh, but he was asking also uh, for solutions. What's the solution for that? Uh, aside from time, uh, I was reading today an article about um, how Intel uh, is making, which is not an animation, but I mean, it's tech. It's kind yeah. of related. Yeah, so was uh, doing uh, that effort to try to have... Uh, almost 50% of women. Yeah. So, of course, those kind of incentives, I like them and I also don't because, I mean, it's not because of gender that you should have a better chance to get hired or not. Yeah. It should be... The quota system. It should be based on your... Uh, ability and yeah. merits. Skills, yeah. yeah. But also, I think some 
uh, of those initiatives are good because uh, it's a vicious circle. Yeah. Uh, like uh, if uh, women don't have opportunities, then they don't have the opportunities to be better. Also, yeah. So, it I think it's important to have some some of those opportunities, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be like uh, always everywhere because then men get uh, affected, and that's not good either. Yeah, that's a really hard balance uh, yeah. because uh, on both levels you have you have kind of the broader level, which is you know, when you have any kind of a a gender issue or a socioeconomic issue, uh, you wanna you wanna make changes that are broad and big. Mm. But so so you do something like a quota system, for example, which is well-meaning. But then, of course, you have these instances where somebody got hired or you know got got a role or a part in something, and they weren't the best person for the job yeah. on on their own merits. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a little tricky area. It's tricky. I think uh, mostly it has to happen before. It has to happen in education. Yeah. Uh, that That's when it should happen. Like changing mentality in education. Tell uh, little girls that uh, computers are also for them. Yeah, uh, totally. Um, in Costa Rica, I've, I've stumbled upon a, a couple of internet cafes that would do a girl day because they uh, realized that because it was always populated with so many boys, uh, when girls wanted to go there, they didn't feel welcome. They didn't, they didn't feel like they could be there and hang out. And so they would come and go and never come again. And, wow. uh, and so uh, they st started making one day only for girls so they could feel that it was also their place. And stuff like that. When it yeah. starts early, I think that's the better solution. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Are there more questions? Oh, uh, yes. Let me check. But uh, thank you, uh, Forgotten Fantasies, for this question. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually uh, really interesting, I think. Yeah, there is uh, this woman in, in animation, that, uh, which I didn't check, but I just read. Yes, yeah. in yeah. the comments, uh, Italic is mentioning uh, womeninanimation.org. That is an organization uh, that... Uh, well, well women in animation. Women. So it's like not, it's not, not just women. <laughs> There's like this one woman. <laughs> women. Women. women in animation, which is a kind of a collective of women yeah. in an, the animation industry that uh, uh, will help each other and mentor each other and try to. So that is really good. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Cool. Uh, Kanishka. Yes. So next question. Uh, Gooseberry Project saw a lot of Blender development happening alongside the movie. Not much stuff with Caminadas yet. Any plans? Huh. Not much. Yeah. What? Mm. Um, <laughs> there well. has been um, there has been stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so mainly we can say that uh, there's uh, not like currently yeah. the Blender development is kind of on its own with a 2.8 workflow project. So. Uh, but of course, we're using the yeah, current well, master build. The biggest difference yeah. is that uh, Gooseberry has 10 times the budget that we have. Yeah, so, right. And more time, of course. It's a, it's a long movie. And the, the, the whole idea behind Gooseberry is to improve Blender itself. So that's why they pick topics such as uh, impossible, colorful tornado and uh, grass and wools, uh, hair dynamics, things that um, like they were, uh, the, the movie was 
thought with that in mind. So yeah, for Caminandes, it's not. It's, we want to make a, a movie. We want to release it as open, as open source, open content, and release it on the Blender Cloud. So it's more about the the movie itself. But we are using Blender, the latest Blender every day. Like Andy was saying, we're using Master, so we get to improve and find bugs. For example, the other day, um, uh, SSS, uh, surface scattering materials weren't working on when there was uh, motion blur on. So, but that was only when uh, specifically when grouped objects were linked from a different file and uh, motion blur was switched on. So that okay, then so, they yeah. would show black. So link groups yeah. with SSS uh, and motion blur yeah. or rendering black. So yeah, how would you find that? Yeah, that's Make something you don't do on a daily basis. And yeah, most of people don't do. And the same with the, I mean, besides that optimizations, that's a big one. Um, Caminandes. I've been writing a blog post on, uh, it's a draft, so I haven't published it yet. I want to wait for that till the end because we get Sergey uh, next week here at the Blender Institute. So Dr. Sergey. Do, sorry, Dr. Mm. Sergey Scheilein. <laughs> He's a module owner of Cycles so, and the compositor and the movie clip mm -hmm. and uh, half of Blender. So uh, hopefully we'll see more stuff. But the, the list is a bit short for now, but uh, we're going to see some. Um, new things for now is that, for example, ten percent speed up on the new depth graph, um, a forty percent speed up on OpenGL rendering. Um, so before Caminandes, it was forty percent slower. Imagine wow. mm. <laughs> it's not extremely fast right now, but it was slower <laughs> even then. Um, and twenty percent when rendering from uh, from the sequencer. Um, we are rendering from the sequence. We put all the videos and we we build this real or animatic. So. That was slow, and now it's way faster. It's uh, two or two, three times faster. Um, also, for example, in the outliner, now you can delete libraries from the outliner. You can right-click and delete. That's oh, also that's that, awesome. uh, so helpful. Bastian added it. Thanks for that. Um, but Ooh. we ask. And Pablo, uh, yeah. the dead frame at the end of mob files. Yes, uh, mob files had a blank frame at the end. Yep. Now it has been fixed, thanks to... Um, Sergey. Then another uh, new, an actual new feature for Cycles is that you can now uh, enable or disable ambient occlusion per render layer on Cycles, which it wasn't possible before. It was possible for the Blender game, uh, Blender internal, internal. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's possible also for the for Cycles. Um, Campbell also uh, committed uh, yesterday or two days ago copy pasting of uh, support for groups. So now we're copy pasting so often that we needed to copy groups too. So that's also possible right now. Um, Bastian added an option. <laughs> We've been copy pasting so much. And added an option for uh, selecting automatically the objects that you paste because before it was copy pasting one to one. So if the, f the object was in layer 20 unselected, then it would be pasted there and you would have no idea. Um, so he added two options, turn off by default which are uh, copied to the active layer. So it copies wherever you are and selects the objects. How would you copy an object that is unselected? Uh, so sorry, um, it will paste them unselected always, of course, ah, if, so you, you, if you want to copy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry, um, the, the layers thing was, uh, I understand. was copying one-to-one, -one, which sometimes you want that. So now if you want to disable that, just press F6 or go to the last operator panel. F6. Of course, it's the most uh, 
Oh, the most user-friendly. Yep. <laughs> um, besides that, there's so many, like I, I had a list here, but there's so many like delay shooting SSS in direct rays. Um, it, it's, well, it, it's a number of optimizations that I need to sum up all the percentage yeah. because it's always like, oh, 5%, 10%. Uh, I just remembered a big one. Yes. Uh, the, the, the particle, uh, particle painting. Oh. The particle edit mode, adding particles in subsurf that oh. was previously totally, totally screwed broken. up. Yes. And uh, yeah, as we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago in a podcast, Bastian. that was also, yeah, Bastian also fixed that, which is amazing. Now the, uh, the hair tools are finally back. And yeah, that's, that's actually a big one. I, I need to write it down because like you basically couldn't add particles. You couldn't edit particles, particle mm -hmm. mode, hair particles. When you had soft surf on, you had to turn off soft surf, turn it, uh, paint, and then turn it on again. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. And for like since B mesh, yeah, two six three or uh, something. It was like since that. Uh, since there was an edit uh, in the soft surf code. I think the the soft surf code has changed and two seventy two. I think uh, not yeah. not too long ago actually. Two seventy two. Yeah. 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 So there has been uh, fixes and new features and since coming and this. Um. But yeah, maybe not the big ones that everybody is looking. But, but still, I think that this is also a good example. It's it's good for us to get this kind of question because uh, sometimes we forget, and it's uh, important still to communicate this. Like I know you're writing documentation about it, but it's really it it always happens. It keeps happening. Yeah. That when we that the work that we do here still pushes Blender together. Totally. I think that for the future, it's something to keep in mind if we can maybe find even better ways to make people more aware because especially changes. yeah of the changes and of what what changes in blender because especially now that there is a lot of things flourishing around blender like i i think of you know uh, commercial add-ons for example or uh, things like that like a lot of people are building services and providing software related uh, content around blender uh, which is great is awesome um but sometimes to me, it seems that uh, Blender itself doesn't get almost enough credit, like the developers don't get enough credit for all the work they do yeah. in cooperation with uh, uh, the open movie projects. So it's just something to, to think of because it, sometimes it, it feels, uh, I don't know, it feels a bit unfair. It, ah, that all, all the, everybody's making super add-ons and they don't care. No, and everybody, everybody is making a lot of stuff and everybody thinks that it's great. I mean, and, uh, and, and uh, what we do here is, uh, equally, uh, is, is equally cool. And sometimes it's maybe a bit more boring, like, okay, the particle systems got fixed. Yeah, well, that's something really hard to fix. And it's mm -hmm. something worth supporting. That's mostly. What yeah, I mean. or the optimization. You don't, they, they, people who maybe they don't even know that you can fix that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, I don't really have a solution, but I think it's something interesting to bring up and to think about in the future because I think it will, it will help, it will help Blender especially. So. That was just my point. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, lots of room for new features, but also through Blender itself. Let's make Blender awesome. Yes. Awesomer. Awesomer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think that was the last question on the on the blog itself, right? There was another question in the in the latest weekly, which already has like over one thousand two hundred views. Not bad. Popular. Wow. Yeah. Um, the question goes like, well, first it says the cave is looking great. That's for you, and I'm really looking oh, forward. 
Andy is quite a beast. He oh, seems to get so much work. <laughs> so much done yeah, each week. Uh, I have a beard. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm envious of his awesome productivity. Well, you all seem, pro uh, seem very productive. Now we should stay here <laughs> too long. <laughs> it's not productive. Um, are you guys very quiet and focused at the Blender Institute, or is there a lot of, a lot of clowning around even when you aren't recording the weeklies? Well, we have like three jokes, so yeah, <laughs> we, just, we just repeat them. It's like yeah. the, it's not that every time you cross the door in the morning, he will say, "Hey, I didn't see you today." <laughs> every morning, as a yeah. matter of fact, not not a lot of people know that I'm legally blind. <laughs> um, no, I think. Well, I mean, but my opinion would be that there is a bit of everything. I, I like yeah. I like the moment. I mean, like every moment, but I like the moment right after after lunch. We have usually we have a coffee here in the, in the, the only window at the Blender <laughs> There are two windows. One is in Tom's office and one is on our side. Uh, so we all gather here. But I like it uh, after that that everybody is like nice, quiet, and there is this moment where everybody is really into their their work. Unless Tom comes in and it's true, it's true though. I, I like it. It's like very nice. Like okay, you are there. We have a coffee. Maybe we have a chat, and then okay, and then everybody different times. Maybe you just go back to work. Like okay, you thought of what you've done, and you're like okay. It's half the day. What did I do? And usually everybody just goes silently to their desk. And start <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> everybody's most... equally disappointed. <laughs> the, the mornings are short at the Blender Institute. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the mornings, the mornings are wonderfully quiet here. Oh. So no. Much, yeah, most no. of my work gets wow. done in the morning. So Andy wakes up three in the morning. <laughs> he has to milk the chicken. <laughs> do the push-ups. Yeah, to north, the gym. north people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. I think they they are some sometimes they are quiet, but sometimes they're totally I'm not. I'm talking like, about the time before ten o'clock. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, it's true. Yeah, so sometimes true. I get so much work done before. It's just before so everyone hard arrives. to get exactly. there. Before <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah, when everybody arrives, and yeah. suddenly it becomes really hard. <laughs> there, there, there seem to be these uh, pockets of uh, discussion. That discussion just wants to happen, which is usually once uh, in the morning, in the morning at eleven or so. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then it's uh, right after lunch. I mean, at lunch there is so much talking going oh, on. Oh yeah, always all these endless discussions about animation, <laughs> with high frame point rate, difference. high frame rate, uh, <laughs> how, how motion blur <laughs> or Dutch Dutchness, like speaking, uh, yeah, language Na stuff, Netherlands, yeah, Netherlands. Um, yeah. How to make more animation without adding animators. Yeah. <laughs> How computers are really better animators than uh, humans. Uh, <laughs> all those things. So usually also lunch, you know, maybe sometimes you 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 could have a rule, okay, at lunch we don't talk about work, but I think that at the Blender Institute it doesn't happen that yeah. often. Like even if it, we are not specifically talking about what we are doing in that in that very moment, we are usually always on the topic of you know, computer graphics, animation. Yeah, or Blender like itself. Hey, yeah. you have seen the new Blender thing or whatever. Yeah. It's always... It's, it's so great because, uh, I mean, it's one of the nice things about working with Don that then when you hang out at lunch, he gets so much mail and he gets so many news from the outside world. We are mm -hmm. here working and then you go like, ah, this thing happened. And it's, it's, it's awesome because uh, he gets in touch with so many people and there is always something interesting to talk about because you learn something new every day. Yeah, or like the weirdest... Uh, uses for Blender. Ah, somebody is using Blender yeah, for this. It's yeah, super yeah. weird. Yeah. And that's that's very nice. Yeah. 
that happens at lunch. So I think the most productive moment is uh, there is a lot of clowning, like this guy said, but um, there is also. It also depends which day of the week we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, big factor, big factor. Yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> schedule is uh, Monday, 10 a.m. We have the, the kickoff. So where we decide, we sit here and uh, then the big table everybody and we decide what to do usually it takes one or two hours sometimes but um we decide what to do and then every day is uh well there's some people that come in at uh, nine <laughs> or uh some others come at 10 and some come some others come at 11 some don't come at all ish. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's usually around the same time and then some people leave at seven eight nine ten or two a.m <laughs> but then uh, Friday is the other time where we have a, a fixed schedule, which is at six. We have the the, the weeklies. weeklies. Now we have now that we are recording the weeklies, uh, fifteen minutes before six, we start recording the the ones that you see on the on the blog on Caminando's blog. So yeah, so if you want to hear the flies fly, <laughs> <laughs> come uh, a Friday at four ish, yeah. you will hear nothing. You will hear, <laughs> you will hear something. It will be the sound of the tension just before <laughs> the first doorbell rings for the guests uh, yes. of the weekly. Okay. Because then it's, there's the doorbell yeah. that sounds like... <laughs> it's the worst sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We could sample it and put it in the in the podcast. No, yeah. please. <laughs> no, it, it, it's ear splitting. And it's, on, it's in the other room, but somehow it's just so loud. So you are like with this silence and super high concentration and then suddenly yeah. somebody's coming. So, you know, it's even more pressure because the, 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 the people is coming. for the weekly are there. You're like, no, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> finished. I have to explore. Oh no, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, it's good. You can hear like a chorus of people go away. No, no, too early, too early. But uh, yeah, and then uh, we just wrap up our work. And uh, Yeah, and from six it. or so. Yeah, yeah, at six we start recording and then until seven or so. And then usually it's just for out to get a drink and uh, dinner and then usually come back for board games or, or video games <laughs> killing some zombies or more yeah. work yeah or, or well i mean slash work slash yeah. zombies fun. slash board games yeah slash... fun fun work yeah yeah and saturday and sunday the same yeah. <laughs> it can be a tuesday or wednesday you wouldn't notice um but yeah that's uh that that's pretty that's much good, how it yeah. goes serious clowns Yes, yes, so serious. So that's for the questions. Uh, we were going to talk about the the, the the shortcuts that we like in in Blender, but I think we're going to keep the topic uh, I asked on on Twitter. But I think next week we're going to discuss that. Yes. Yeah. So, what is your favorite shortcut? In yes, Blender? leave it here in the well here, <laughs> in the whatever you see comments actually because we post this on the cloud on the uh, on SoundCloud too. So yes, leave your favorite shortcut, especially if it's obscure. Yeah, if it's like. Us. Control S or save. Yeah, I mean, of course, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> or you live in the edge because there is the option that you can close Blender and you can uh, recover the session. It's in the user preferences, and Ton added it a, a few years ago. So you can never save your Blend file, but always mm. open Blender and keep working. Sounds mm. totally safe. Yes. <laughs> Great. I think that's it. Yeah, I think this is it. So thanks a lot for following us. Keep the questions coming. It's always awesome to talk about what we do. And uh, until the next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your sunscreen blocking too much art? Throw those shades away and embrace the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.